everybody. We're going to say a word of prayer before we begin. Our Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we come before you at this time. We just ask you, Lord, to use this uh, this podcast, Jesus, to to better your uh, better your word, Lord Jesus, to get it out there like it needs to be, Lord Jesus. We just want to remember all those that's on the hearts and the minds of the churches of the prayer request list, Lord, that you be with them in a special way. And I want to send a special prayer out today, Lord, for for Glenda. She is home. She is hit real bad with her with a flare-up from her RA, Jesus, to touch her and be with a lot of others, Jesus, who need your touch. Just lead, guide, and direct us through this part of the service, Lord. We love you and pray this in your precious and holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody, welcome to John 316 Ministries Podcast. We are back to talk about the rich man in Matthew. Amen. We are so glad to be here. It's me and Pastor Dennis. We are excited to be able to do this one. This is going to be a really fun one, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of people that can relate to this one. Uh, we had a different one we had lined up, but then uh, a few days ago, uh, it kind of came to us that I, I felt like the Lord needed this one here uh, touched on, so uh, I think it's going to really help a lot of people. I do, too. This one's been a really fun one to study on. It's been Honestly, it has really stepped on my toes this week about how many things that I can give up in my own life. Amen. Do you want to go ahead, uh, Pastor Jay, and uh, get into the scripture? Absolutely. We are in Matthew 16, 17. <laughs> Alrighty. 19, 17. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's yeah. what I was like. Yeah. I had it written down, and uh, yeah. well, I kind of lost that. Someone came to Jesus with this question Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? Why ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, There is only one who is good. But to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. Which ones? the man asked. And Jesus replied, You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and your mother. Love your neighbor as yourself. I've obeyed all these commandments, the young man replied. What else must I do? Jesus told him, If you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciple, I tell you the truth, it is very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. I'll say it again. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Amen. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved, they asked. Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but with God everything is possible. Then Peter said to him, We've given up everything to follow you. What will we get? Jesus replied, I assure you that when the world is made new and the Son of Man sits upon his glorious throne, you who have been my followers will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mother or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. But many who are the greatest now will be the least important then, and those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. Amen. That was a good scripture. 
going back to where he is talking about uh, the rich man first comes up to him, you know, we got to remember that, uh, that that good deeds don't get you nowhere. Good deeds is, is not what Jesus is interested in. That's why that's why salvation you can't earn. You can't buy your way into heaven. You can't buy your way into the riches of Jesus. And that's why he set it up like he did. Because no matter how rich or poor you are, you you can't have you can't buy your way into heaven. That's why he set it up Amen. like that. See, this is what really stepped on my toes is I didn't realize how much in my personal life that I was holding on to, you know, like my phone, whenever I am studying in bed of a night, getting ready to really read my Bible, the first thing I grab is my phone. And then it's like, why do I do that? Because that's not what I'm studying. That's not what I'm after. I'm after spending quality time with God. But I grab my phone first and that's when I noticed, that's whenever I read this, it hit me that how much time we spend watching TV, like listening to videos and such, instead of listening to things, doing things that can build our walk with God. Just like this young man, mm-hmm. his wealth was his problem. It's what he held on to. Mm-hmm. Just like his wealth, we have maternal things in life that we hold on to. Well, it's like Jesus pointed out that that uh, how you do things, how he pointed out that salvation comes from comes from working working by the love of Jesus. You know, you go out here and you do something. You may give somebody uh, twenty, thirty dollars and thinking you're doing a real good deed. Whenever you just uh, you just think, well, man, I just lost that money. Now I won't get it back. You got to do it from the heart. That's what Jesus is pointing out. Or, or you need to humiliate, humble yourself before Jesus and ask Him, what can I do? To satisfy you, Lord, what do I need to do? You know, sometimes we we get this in our head that this is how I want to do it, and then we go about it, but then it ain't how Jesus says that he wants it done. Exactly. It's like, how many times have we, not even realizing, said, Lord, I've obeyed all your commandments. What else can you do for me? What? How can you help me? I'm doing what you want. But in the truth of the matter is, is are we really doing what he wants? Are we really listening to him? Really... Mm-hmm. Focusing on what he tells us instead of what we think he should be giving us and telling us. Uh, that's why he's told the young man, go and sell your riches to the poor and give it to them. And then he knew that that young man is going to be down and out without anything. And he's going to have to trust in what Jesus is going to tell him to, to satisfy himself. And so so many times we we put our satisfaction, our our or uh, what we uh, what we would really like to have in our possessions, and that's what Jesus yes. is saying. Go get rid of everything you have and follow me. And it upset that young man. You know, you can read in here it, 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 that kind of really rubbed that young, young rubbed that young man wrong. I think it did because if you know God tells us us now, you know, just like this same story, God still tells a story today because we have to look at our own possessions. How would we feel if we had to get rid of all our possessions and go follow Jesus. And to be honest, God's going to bless us. He's going to give us everything we need. And Jesus knew that. But this young man, this rich man, wasn't trusting God enough to realize that he'd have something better than his possessions and his wealth. Amen. He'd have it. eternal life. That's it. Amen. That's why, you know, we, we think too that, uh, well, Jesus says, sell everything you have. Well, he's not talking to everybody like that. He talked to that young man like that because he knew that young rich man put his possessions before him, before God. 
And he's not saying to everybody, you all want all the good news. If you're rich, you need to go out there and sell what you have and get rid of it. He don't, he's not talking like that to everybody. He doesn't want us to all be poor down and out, poor as Joe Turkey. You know, he wants us to enjoy life, but not put life and possessions before him. That's exactly, exactly what he's telling us is that our eternal life is what we should be after for, for, live, for going to heaven, walking with God to spending eternity with him. We shouldn't be wrapped up in everything we have. We shouldn't be wrapped up in having the nicest cars, the nicest house, doing whatever we want in this life and forgetting that we serve God. We should be the ones we represent God in this lifetime. Yeah, and if we we're are so examples. exactly, and if we're so stuck on what we're doing in this life, if we have to, well, I got to go have the best car out there and drive it around, and I'm mm. not going to do anything for the glory of God. What are we showing people? What What's the example that we're giving? That's right. You're driving around with a big, pretty car and a big head to go with it. Exactly. You know, and Jesus <laughs> says here we cannot, or we cannot love God with our hearts and yet keep our money to ourselves you know you know we can have a lot of money but he's uh, what he's wanting us to do is share it you know there's so many out there today that's living poor you know some of them have just a cardboard box to call home and yet some people could be sitting on a gold mine instead of helping them giving them possessions and and uh, sharing with sharing your wealth with others and your wealth can be can be even more than money it can be knowledge you know exactly that's where you know me and Michael are talking about today with what do we consider wealth in this lifetime? And I told him, I said, you know, to me, money is nothing. Money may get us by and it may help us live, but money is just paper. It can be, it can burn. It's not something that I'm going to take into heaven with me. It's something that I may use here, but in heaven is nothing. It, you're not going to have your money. You're not going to have any of that. And I told him to me, my personal wealth is my relationship with God and my family. Amen. I consider Amen. myself wealthy because of that, not because I have a bunch of money to do whatever I want, because truthful, I don't. But I don't want that money because to me, I'm going to get a big head with it. I'm not going to do and have a relationship with God the way I do now because I'm so focused on multiplying the money. Mm -hmm. And we don't need that. And, and so many times... Uh... Pastor Jay, it's like you're saying, it ain't all about money. It's about, it's about your heart. You can have a hard heart. You can have, you know, he wants our heart to be soft. And he wants our heart to be full of joy, full of, full of his riches, in other words. So that way, whenever we do go out to witness and testify, our, you know, we're rich with the compassion and the love of God. And that is, we share that and we let people know that this is more important than any kind of money. You can have, I've been on the heavenly highs so many times and that is such a great high. I mean, it's not it like is. any kind of dope or any kind of drug. It's it's a high all of its own. And you come down off of it, you're not going to bottom out. And that that is, no money can touch that. No money can. I mean, that personal, you just, you feel unstoppable as a Christian. You feel like, you know, your relationship with God is just right there. And you can feel him, his love surrounding you. It's There's nothing that can beat it. Oh, amen. And just like this rich man, he could have that kind of relationship, but you cannot worship money and maternal things and have a relationship with God. It just don't work that way. And as no. much as we want it to, as much as we try to make it work that way, mm -hmm. God tells us otherwise. Not only are we to follow his commandments, but we are to only have and serve one God, and that is 
our heavenly father in heaven that is who we want to worship that is who we want to follow amen amen and that's where we have to realize are you so wrapped up in all your possessions that you're missing that what about when you sport right what when you worship with your family are you worshiping with your family together spending that quality time reading the bible praying or are you guys watching the news or watching tv instead of taking the bible and say hey let's pray together let's worship let's learn about god because as a family you're missing that time of bonding that time of being together learning and growing your faith and you're replacing it with tv with cell phone electronics and things that are going to make that relationship so much farther apart than what it could be had we worship god in place of our tv time well, like you're saying, and I've I've heard people sitting from one room to the next and being on being on their cell phone. Yes, that and, absolutely. I mean that true. and the phones and stuff like that. We can't blame it on phones, you know, and it's TV. Us. It's it's a personal thing. Exactly. You can you can either get up and get out and enjoy a beautiful day, uh, smile on your face and let people know that you have God in your heart, or you can sit in there roosting in the couch watching TV. I mean, and it's not good to be that way. It is not. And I've seen this movie. It's been a couple years ago. And I, I don't remember the name of it. But this movie, it was just talking about this very thing. You know, it used the richest man, the rich man's story in real life where this this guy, he was, he had everything, the money, the house, you name it, he had it. And the problem was, instead of spending time with his family, he was wanting to go and make more money. Because his wife was a realtor and he worked with like he was a pharmaceutical guy where he'd go sell pharmaceuticals to different companies and whatnot. And his daughter was in sports and school, you know, doing great with her life. Well, his wife had met this woman that she was selling a house for. This woman was a Christian and she had a war room. And this woman walked in this woman's house. She felt the love of God surrounding it. And it was just that one room, that war room was where she felt it the most. Mm -hmm. And so this woman really worked on her as every time she came over talking about the house she really worked on her and then it got to the point where it got to the point where um the woman finally had won finally had got this woman to believe and fast forward to the end of the movie the whole family started believing the guy he lost he almost lost his house but oh, thankfully yeah. he did it yeah. but he lost his cards he lost practically everything was pretty much broke working from job to job to try to provide for his family to try to get the things he needed to survive but really god blessed him and he even says that in the movie that god had blessed him and showed him what was really important because not only did he about to lose his wife his marriage was fixed his relationship with his child was fixed he went to every single competition that she had and just like the rich man he finally gave up and had realized What's more important is that time with his family. They together created a war room in their very home where they worshiped God together, where they finally realized what was more important. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the other items that they had, their property, possessions. It was their relationship with God and their family. Yeah, that's what we're saying, you know. And, it, and it's not just people out there. It's not just people out there that's lost that has this problem. It's also Christians, you know. Sometimes we don't spend enough time with our Lord, with Jesus, and we just need to we just need to get an ear to Him, you know, listen to Him. Uh, sometimes it's a, sometimes He will talk to you without without screaming at you. 
you know, and it, there's times whenever you just need to have your ear tuned to him. And uh, like we was talking about the rich man, and because because it's not impossible for it to go through go through Iowa needle if you're poor, it appears impossible for a rich man to get into get into the kingdom of God, and for Jesus to explain. However, that that with God at at, at kingdom, even rich people can enter the kingdom of God. Uh, it just takes it takes their faith. It takes it takes faith. You know, he says a lot of times that he would rather you walk by faith than by sight. And sometimes I find that hard to do. But if you walk by faith and not by sight, that also brings you closer to Jesus. And it also takes your eyes off of your wealth, off of people. Uh, sometimes you get upset because you see people uh, driving around with rich cars and all that and, and kind of flaunting their stuff. Well, whenever you get close to the Lord of Jesus and he takes your eyes off his old world, because listen to me, church, this is just a place we're passing through. We're just here for a short time. We're going to be going home. And and I was talking to my son just today, and, and through some of what he said, that it, that's exactly right. This whole world is going to quit spinning one of these days, and a lot of people are going to be lost. And they're going to be looking around like, where did people go? Where they're at? Well, they went home. Exactly. And that's, you know, we can fix it. We don't have to. We think that we, we can't fix our relationship with God, that we can't make it better, that it's too late for us, but the truth of the matter is it's not. Just like the rich man, we, all we have to do is realize who do we idolize the most? Who do we worship the most? Is it our items or is it God? Because we can fix it. We're not saying that you have to get rid of your cars, get rid of your house. We're not saying that you have to get rid of your items. But don't make them most important in your life. If you realize, if you know that you have that problem, and you realize that you spend more time on your phone than your Bible. Make it a time of a night. Set an alarm clock. Something that will be your prayer time with God. Get your family together and worship together. Rather, it's listening to your favorite gospel music. Rather, it's your favorite Bible verses. Take that time together. And that be your time with God of a night. If you realize that it's still becoming hard for you, just slowly wean yourself off. Take the time. Pray to God because Amen. he will get you out of it. He will help you. And, and he is with you because he knows how hard it is. He knows. He knows the human condition. He knows the human heart because he created us. He knew this life would not be easy, but he is still with us. And he will help you figure out how to get out of this problem of your own. He will, and I can promise you that. Amen, Jay. He, yeah, he is always with us. He never leaves us alone because he knows. He knows Satan is out to snatch everything he can for you, even your life. So he knows that he can't turn his eyes off, take his eyes off of you for a second. And it says in the Bible, God gives rewards to his people according to his justice. He gives you rewards according to how he thinks that you've been doing. If you've been trying hard and he knows, he knows life down here, it's rough. He, he walked here for about 33 years. He knows what we're going through. That's why whenever he went home, he said, I will send you a comforter. He sent his Holy Spirit down here to be with us because he knows it's not easy. But he also but he also knows that day by day, if you're talking to him or if you're just going about your day and trying to ignore him. I mean, how hard is it to spend five, ten minutes in a word of prayer? And prayer is valuable. Yes, prayer is. is prayer is your link between you us and Jesus and he knows that he wants you to talk to him even if it's just uh, where he knows if you're laying on your deathbed he knows your most groans 
He knows what you're trying to say. He does. That's so many times in my own life that I just do not have the words to say. I, I, I struggle with expressing how I feel. And I just sometimes I just tell God, please, you know, you know my heart. You know what I'm trying to say, Lord. You know what you know what I'm going through, Lord. I just I, I lift it to you. And sometimes we just have to tell him that. Sometimes we just have to shed those tears if it means expressing. Sometimes we just need to yell out a favorite song, something to let him know that we're trying. And sometimes all he wants us to say, all he wants us to tell him is, Lord, I am trying. Just help me. Just give me the strength that I need. He just wants us to be honest with him, to tell him how we feel, even if he knows, even if he already understands, express it anyways. And sometimes you can't express it, but sometimes all you can just tell him is, I'm trying. And you know my heart, you know what's on my mind, and I give it to you today, Lord. Yeah, and and if you give up, you give up things that you feel like is very possessive to you, like, like you really want it, and you don't want to give it up, but you do, he will replace that with something that, that you will enjoy even more. He's not going to take something away from you and just let you do without. That's not our Lord Jesus. He is a loving, caring. We are the apple of his eye. I've said that many times. And and the Bible says, if you give up your possessions for my sake, I will give. I will replace it. Just like he did with Job. Yes. Look what Satan took away from Job. And, and you know that Job had to think a time or two that, man, I've just lost everything. But then, but then Job knew where his faith and his strength is. You give it to Jesus, and he will replace it ten times over. Just like God told the rich man, Jesus replied, I assure you that when the world is made new and the Son of Man sits upon his glorious throne, you who have been my followers will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Right. And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mothers or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. Amen. Amen. He's telling us that when we give up something, he's not just going to drop us, just drop us off and go on about his business. He is going to help us. He's going to bless us with something better and we eternal life is something so much better than what we have here on earth right now and to me he doesn't have to give me anything else as long as i know that one day i'll inherit eternal life i am perfectly happy with that because i'd rather live life with god than spend another day here on earth without him amen well you take you take a lot of people who who did have a lot of wealth and they gave it up. Look at look at where many of them are today. They are well-known people of the community because they put their faith and their trust in Jesus and didn't even think twice about giving up what they had because it, what they have is the world's. Give this old crap all back to the world. Let them have it. And just, just like you said, we are going to inherit the kingdom of God. One day we're going to be walking on streets of gold. This old world ain't going yes. to mean nothing to us. It's going to be here, gone in a blink of an eye. We're not even going to remember it. We're no. not going to know what's here. This, All this stuff that's here now, it's going to be nothing to us. It's just going to be gone because 
This is not eternal for us. This is not where we're spending our eternal life. Our eternal life is somewhere better. It's heaven. Everything here will not matter anymore. And I can tell you, I can promise you that. That you think it's so important now that you have to be buried with your possessions. But you don't. No. Because they're not going to matter to you. What's going to matter is your heart. What's inside. Well, it says here in 30, but many who are first will be last and the last will be first that's us a lot a lot of times you know as christians we get trampled we get walked under the feet and in places there's places there's places where you can't even say the word of god or you'd be taken out and then in one day one day jesus says those who are last are going to be first that's going to be us church that's going to be us we are his people and we are last here because no, nobody wants to a lot of people, and it's getting worse and worse, they don't want to have nothing to do with a Christian, a, a Bible thumper. But that's okay. Let them, let them turn their nose up at me. I don't really care. Because one day Jesus has said, you, you were going to say, come on home, child. You're mine. Get out of there. Exactly. And that's why we have to remember that our heart, you know, God knows our heart. And he can save our heart. We can do some unthinkable stuff. We can hurt people. I'm not saying do that. But your past, the things that have happened to you in this lifetime, God will help you through it. He will guide you through it because you are savable. He wants you just like the rich man. He wanted the rich man and he knew what the rich man struggled with. He knew he had strong attachment to his wealth. So what he too, he told him to get rid of it and follow him just like us. We don't got to hold that baggage. We can get rid of that baggage if it's attached to us. We can get rid of all our things and follow him because what he has is better than anything that we will ever have because we are savable. That's right. And he says here in 1926, but Jesus looked at them and said to them, with, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So you think, you think that the... Uh, you want to quit your job and go to serving Jesus, maybe as a as a pastor, or or take on or take on another position. It may be impossible for you by yourself to get this accomplished, but with Jesus, He says all things are possible, and He meant it. He wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. You put your faith and and walk with Jesus, and and you want to do something. I never thought I never thought I'd ever be a pastor. I was a pastor yes. at church for about four years. And I thought, man, Jesus, you got to be kidding. But no, he put me up there and he he taught me. He led me. I put my hand in his and he said, you walk with me. I will make you a good pastor. And he did. I love that church. And and you you as my associates, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I thought really. it was impossible. But anything, anything, if you got a, a desire, if you want a little something, if you want to be, be a big person, if it's the will of God, you will fly. Exactly. You know, we have to trust him. We have to put our faith in him. Just like the rich man, he has to put his faith in him because guess what? We think we are, we can't do what we think. We think that we get such a head stuck on our shoulders that I can't do that. I'm not going to do that because I don't have the necessary skills. Guess what you do? And it's in God because he will give you those necessary skills to be successful and to be whatever that he puts on your heart. Sometimes we think, well, I, I can't do it, Jesus. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I can't. We just say the words, I can't, I can't. But guess what? You can. You can because God said you can. Because if you trust him, that's all you need. And that's really Amen. true. It's all you need is to trust your faith and put your faith in him because he will guide you. 
That's right. And like he told us, this rich, this rich young man here in uh, here in uh, was 18. He, he told him not to not to commit these six commandments. And that rich man said, well, I've not been doing it. You know, he more or less looked at Jesus and, and said, I've not been doing it. What do you mean? Don't don't be doing this here. I've not been doing it. And then he looked at the rich young man. And he said, if you want to be perfect. You know, he more or less was telling him, if you think that you've got it all figured out, then go ahead. But he doesn't. He doesn't. We don't. Sometimes we don't have it all figured out, but we just need to admit it and let him let him show us where our errors are. Just like, well, just like what we've been going through here with this. We are struggling a little bit trying to figure it out, but we have learned to put Jesus first, and this thing is going to go off with a good hitch. It's going. It's going. It's going to really take off. Absolutely, and that's the thing, though. That's where you know Satan gets his stuff stuck in our heads that this is not going to go well. You can't do this. You don't got what it takes because that's what Satan wants us to believe. But God says we can do this. But God says you have what it takes. But God says, just like he told the rich man, put your faith in me and I will guide you. That's what he wants us to believe. That's what God wants us to believe because it's true. He's not going to feed us a bunch of lies and BS because he wants us to trust in him. He wants us to have faith. And if we don't have faith, then what do we have? Because if our faith is not in God, it's in something else. And sometimes that something else can be what stops your relationship with God. That's right, Pastor Day. That's right. Just like you were saying, that kind of hit me. You were saying, but, and sometimes, you know, we have to look at Satan and say, but God is my leader, my Savior. Amen. That's exactly the right. That sometimes it's all, in, it's all we have to say is, but God. Amen. Because, but God, everything is possible everything so we're going to wrap it up today here we are so thankful for you guys to listening we are so blessed to have you guys as our listeners we pray that this message really hit home and if you guys have any questions we are answering questions on wednesdays go to our facebook page john 316 ministries you'll see our logo message us your questions comment your questions we will answer them on the next episode we are so thankful and thank you pastor dennis for being here he will be your host next week, so that's going to be really exciting. I hope you guys listen to that because that message is going to hit home. I can tell you that. I hope, can't wait to see you guys for our next podcast. See you Sunday.